This is the TJ Show. Hello, Brittany in Lexington, Kentucky. Hey! Brittany, tell me something exciting about your life. I'm getting ready to graduate college. What are you studying? Accounting. Can I apologize to you about something? (laughs) You can. Whenever I make a joke about, like, what's the most boring job on the planet, I always default to, you could be an accountant. Yeah, he does, Brittany. And Mm. at the same time, I have such a deep appreciation for honest accountants because we need them. You know, the world is turned upside down with a bunch of people who are corrupt with their money. And we need accountants. Like, you're going to be an honest one, right? Of course. Yeah. We need people like you who are willing to be honest and keep the books right. And you're such an important part of the fabric of our world. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. What drew you to want to do that kind of work? Is it a family business? Is it something that you were always interested in? No. So I just, it actually took me a long time to decide where I wanted to go with my career And I started off like low-level, just accounts payable, doing data entry, um, probably about seven or eight years ago. And it's just, I'm I'm really good with math. I always have been, and numbers really speak to me a lot better than letters do. So it kind of seemed right. I don't want to put you on the spot, but I want six times eight right now. (laughs) Forty-eight. Forty-eight? Yeah, that's right. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> now, she did giggle a little bit. Was that a giggle for more time, Brittany? She was taking time to process, for sure, Brittany, right? Go ahead, Jibo. Quickly. It was quickly. a giggle of surprise. <laughs> seven times nine, Brittany. Oh, seven times. I know that one. Uh, 49. Oof, she's good. No, it's not. It's no, 63. It's, it's not 49. No. It's 63. I said that's good. Kenny does not do math, she, by the way. She said she wants to be a trustworthy accountant. I put my trust in her. I thought she was right. Oh, no. I was processing that answer like, oh, I don't think that's right. Hold on, Brittany. Th- this might be offensive because I'm not your college professor. But do you know the trick about the nines? I don't. You do- Is it teach the, her, like, TJ. What the heck is going like, on in the school system? Like, Anyone who doesn't know the trick for the nines, I'm going to be a math teacher for a all second. Right, let's do it. I'm all about this is one of the This is one of the only things I remember from school. So if you've got nine times seven, for example, the quick way to get there is you subtract one from the seven. So now you've got a six. And then okay. you add in whatever is left over to get to nine. 63. Right. Pretty no, cool, I right? Not, I did not know that. Yeah. Now, camera guy Josh was a math teacher. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, Brittany, I've got another trick for you. Are you ready for this one? Oh, math tricks. I am. All right, hold all 10 fingers right up in front of you. Unless you're driving. And then let's say nine times three. You count from your left one finger, two finger, three finger. Put that third finger down. You should have two fingers on your left and seven fingers on your right. That means the answer is 27. That works for everyone. <laughs> That was for every nine. But in all fairness, though, do you want your accountant counting on her fingers? Yes. Yes, I do. I I do. I I need you to make sure you're counting correctly. I would walk out of that office so fast. But anyway. If I did that, I would have got the right answer. Use your toes too, Brittany. Brittany, we're so happy that you're listening to our show. Have a good one, Brittany. Thanks, Brittany. Have a good day, Brittany. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. I don't know what my problem is. I know it's wrong. I was visiting my parents, and for some reason, I've treated their house, the house that I grew up in, as my storage unit. So my whole <laughs> childhood bedroom is all packed up there, and there's just boxes of stuff. 
when I was living in apartments for a lot of years, I would send them home with a big bin. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and they finally gave me the ultimatum. We're going to throw out your stuff yes. if you don't go through it. I'm like, well, wait a minute, but that's my stuff. And I don't know what's there, but now I make a commitment to go through my stuff every time I visit my parents. Well, you clearly don't miss it since you don't know what's there. Well, it's pretty funny. I'm finding all this stuff I forgot about. Mm-hmm. I found these nice uh, bookends that I was like, well, cool. My grandpa bought me that when I was 10. Mm-hmm. That's cool. <laughs> that's sweet. So, yeah, it's, it is fun. But as I'm going through these boxes, I overhear my mom is screaming at my kids upstairs. <laughs> And my kids are trying to take a shower, but my mom is so nervous because she's nervous about everything. And uh, afterwards, I had to do a big post-mortem, a post-game interview of what all the commotion was about. Because eventually I had to get called in and I had to help them with the shower because they didn't even want grandma in the bathroom. Oh, they were over her. It's a bold move, right? For an eight-year-old and a (laughs) five-year-old. And so here's my daughter, Charlie. She's eight. Hey, Charlie. Hi. Can you tell Grandma about what happened in the shower? Yeah. What? Charlie, can you tell Grandma why you didn't want her to be in the bathroom while you were showering? She was too nervous. I'm not nervous. (laughs) (laughs) So offended. Can you do an impression of what Grandma sounded like when you were showering? Um, You can't leave the door locked. Don't get the conditioner on your eyes. (laughs) My mom is directing the kids of what not to do. Rather than what to do. Don't drown your sister. (laughs) She thought you were going to drown your sister? Yep. That's terrible. I didn't say. I did not say. Now, I don't know for sure if she did or she didn't say that. She is so nervous. I would believe it, but she's claiming she didn't say that. (laughs) What else did she say? Don't flood the house. Did you think she was going to flood the house? (laughs) I just said make sure the door is closed. Is that what you do to Grandpa when he showers? Oh, Grandpa floods everything. (laughs) Oh, poor Grandpa. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, if you get out of the shower or the bathtub, I mean, this is since I was a kid. If you don't have a bath mat down or mm-hmm. a towel or something, it upsets my mom. And it's like, well, it's going to dry, right? Oh, if you just have your annoying. big. It's more dangerous for me that I could fall and slip. Well, that's the reason why you need a bath mat down. And yeah. it does ruin the floor. Yeah, I mean, I used to walk through my whole house, I would use their carpet to dry my feet. I remember, <laughs> oh. I was like, why would I put a towel down when I can just slowly <laughs> shimmy out of the bathroom? And then I just got this whole carpet to dry my feet oh, on. It's awesome. You have stinky feet on the carpet. Yeah, so... <laughs> no, they were clean, Jabo. Yeah, but I don't know if they were real clean, clean. You were a kid. Yeah, there's a Did whole... Did you take time to actually wash your feet? Yeah, well, I don't know. I think exactly. The soap sort of washes... That doesn't work that way. Yeah. You have to scrub your feet when you <sighs> take a shower. You don't allow the soap. I've heard this from so many people, even from adults. You don't allow the soap just to drape down your legs into your feet. You actually have to wash your legs and your feet. Well, that's your opinion. I don't know. I got pretty well, clean feet. I guess you're dirty. No, no. I just... I can't convince you to be right. You got to take the conveniences where you can get them. No, <laughs> anyway, no. a whole lot of drama in grandma's house. Jibo, you just asked a question. I was eating a kind bar. The um, dark chocolate nuts and sea salt. Really good. And I was chewing... And I just felt like it sounded really annoying. And I just felt like, I, I, I need to know if anybody else felt that way about their own chewing. We were well, just like, gosh, stop chewing. Yeah, well, were you hearing it inside of your head? Yeah. What did it sound like? 
Yeah, it's. But my mouth is closed, but I can hear that in my head. Yeah. Did you hear her chewing? You're near her. No, not really. I was going to yeah. ask you too, Kenny. I get so self conscious about that. I've been yelled at by my parents since I was a little kid about how I eat and the noises I make that mm-hmm. I am always so. On top of trying to keep my mouth closed, I hear it. I'm always self-conscious that other people can too. Did your dad yell at you for that? Hey, uh, I tell you, what are you, a slob or something? Uh, why don't you close your mouth? <laughs> no, my mouth was closed, but That's I could funny. hear it. My dad would get very annoyed with sounds too. Oh, yeah. I'll never forget we were having dinner, and my brother moved his fork on the plate, and it Ooh, made a screech. I hate that, that sound. That sound is painful, though. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> did he get yelled at for that? Yeah, he goes, Mike! Watch where you're eating. Like, come on, it's like, man. Well, he's eating on a plate. <laughs> so in all fairness, like that's going to happen every once in a while. <laughs> it was a little I, bit of an overreaction. That is annoying, though. I would have yelled at him, too. But then my brother just very slowly like put it to his mouth, <laughs> very delicately picked up the next piece of chicken. It was very sad. But, uh, you know, he's a little quieter now. This is, I think about all the things that I love about my wife. One thing that I, I don't like is sometimes... She will be eating, and she does chew a little louder than you'd expect with certain foods. She's enjoying it, I'm sure. Yeah, so I that's maybe the only thing that I'm annoyed by. Like, and I don't even want to be annoyed by it. My body just feels annoyed. Because you can but hear I go, it. But I go, no, but look at who it's coming from. Like, she's so pretty, oh, so pretty. and so special, and she makes my life so much she better. She can get away with it, huh? Yeah, if that's the one thing, and she would hate me saying this because she's going to think that I'm describing a monster, but listen, all of us, we need to chew, right? We need to chew and get food into our bodies. How else do you recommend we do it? Yes, Producer Heather. The thing I hate the most is when, like, you could hear the person scrape the utensil when they take it out of their mouth on their teeth. Mm. Were, oh, I hate that so much. Yeah, anytime someone loses a little enamel, that upsets Ooh, me. Oh, my teeth hurt. <laughs> Just thinking about it. Yeah, I know. It's horrible. Yes, Kenny. Well, I'm convinced that food tastes better if you eat like a slob. So I try to eat by myself as often <laughs> as I possibly can. Do you eat differently when you eat by yourself versus oh, with other people? Oh, yeah. For sure. Oh, Big interesting. Time. Do you have a snack bar over there that you can throw him? Let me hear, let's hear how he sounds when he's just by himself. Thank you, Jaybo. Nice toss. You're welcome. I love, I love that we have little piles of snack bars everywhere. <laughs> so go ahead, Thanks open that you. up. What is that? That's got nuts in it? Yeah, this is the same one Jaybo was uh, slobbering on over there. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, be nice to Jaybo. Yeah. All right, so, uh, so now I want you to eat if you're alone. Okay, I'm going to close my eyes for this so I can pretend like you guys aren't here. This is what Kenny sounds like when he's chewing. No one's around. He's got his mouth fully open. Mm. You make? Do you make those sounds? Yeah, because it's so good. Yeah. No, I find mm. myself doing that sometimes. Now, what does it sound like? <laughs> See what you've done? I See what you've done? I took my headphones off. Yeah. This was a bad experiment idea. Javo threw her headphones on the table, which yeah, I understand. Yeah. Now, what does it sound like when you are with people? Let's see. So you have to breathe out a little bit still? Yeah. That's my well, nose. You have to breathe when you eat. <laughs> It'll pass out when you're chewing. Okay, this was a terrible experiment, but I, I appreciate your consideration, Kenny. But it tasted better with my mouth open. Was it annoying inside of your head? No. Okay. I, I, I'm okay with it. I just don't want to gross anybody else out. All right, good. The latter was Which the I just latter is more preferred, by the way. I'm glad you asked the question, Jaybo. <laughs> you're welcome. This is the TJ Show. This is the TJ Show. See, if I don't address this right now... It's going to bother me until it gets addressed. So I feel like I have to just put the show on pause for a second so I can deal with this. What are you talking about? What happened? A few moments ago on the radio, you asked a question about what it sounds like in your head when you're chewing something. Yeah. And then I said something that may have been a little reckless. I talked about how amazing my wife is and how 
Almost nothing about her bothers me, but sometimes she can chew a little loudly, and that's the thing that, you know, I don't want to be bothered by it, but my body just gets bothered by it. I already texted her about it. She knows. No. Did yeah, you? I did. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I told her. Well, I just called no, I her. I didn't text her. You didn't? I was no, going to say, who was... No, what are you no doing? way I wouldn't do that. Why would you do that? <laughs> Jess, are you there? Yep. Did you have the radio on? No, I was working out. Oh, that's a hot... <laughs> are the kids in the car? Yeah. Oh no! I mean, it's hot. you get you get hot you when do, you, you work get sweaty. out. You do right? get very Don't sweaty. Don't you get mm-hmm. hot, Kenny, when you work out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Jess. I just wanted to apologize a little earlier on the show, um, and I know I could have gotten away with it, but that's not the kind of relationship I want to have. I just want to say it. I mentioned that when you chew really loud. It can bother me a little bit, but I also said I don't want to be bothered by it because you're so adorable. And then when you do that, I immediately go to that. I'm like, oh, you're you're amazing for every other reason. So I don't I don't like that my head goes there. But I just wanted to admit that to you. I'm sorry about that. I don't believe you. I think you made it up. You've never said anything to me about chewing. Ever. I know. I, I would never. Lie. I would never I think say you're that. Just, what? You just don't have much content today. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> you had to just nice. reach for low hanging fruit. No. <laughs> it was the first thing that came to mind when Jaybo mentioned what she mentioned, and then Kenny chewed on the radio, and we got to hear what he sounds like alone and uh, when he's with people. I shouldn't have said anything. I just don't even think it's true. I'm just more mystified by it than anything. No, it's not true. It's the you're the greatest chewer that I've ever heard, and that's. Literally, like we just celebrated 10 years. You never said a word and you decided to just tell the radio about it. It's just weird. I don't get it. It just came out with J-Bo and Kenny. And I just wanted to get ahead of it. So, you know, if you happen to hear it on the podcast later or whatever, then uh, you would know that it it was a reckless thing that I said. And I I really don't have a problem with it. I've never said anything. So obviously it's just been a feeling. What I was saying is I had a feeling and I can't control my feelings, but I'm not uh, upset about it. Anymore. No, That's I want to eat together. <gasps> you make the nicest meals ever. You dug a really anymore. deep hole. No. TJ, you sound like me when you ask me a tough question. <laughs> <laughs> Tripping all over I mean, yourself. I mean, it's, it's, you're perfect. <laughs> it's fine. No, she is. She's. I always talk about how amazing she is. She. I say that she's the closest to perfect that I know. You do. Yes, that's true. And it is true. All right, Jess. Well, it's been great I catching up. Sure. What's something TJ does that annoys you, Jess? Um, he overreacts and acts like things are much more dangerous than they are. Oh, yeah, we know that. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> I just want to yep. protect everyone in my sphere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just off the top of my head. Yes, baby. You're hungry? Okay, I got food. All right, well... But uh, try not to chew loudly, Noah, because that is on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is the TJ Show. I, I don't know why I even open my mouth sometimes. Every day surprises me with a new level of strangeness. Every day, huh? What's going on now? Well, producer Kenny came to me today and he said, Hey, I've got some audio. I recorded my girlfriend giving me a massage. Oh, okay. And I thought you'd like to hear it. And Just I was like, thought of it is cringe. It's not something I've ever thought about. First of all, why did you ask your girlfriend to give you a massage? I must have slept on my shoulder the wrong way. I was feeling a lot of tightness in my hmm. back and shoulder area. I had some cramps and some muscle knots. And you felt comfortable to ask your girlfriend to do that for you? Yeah, why not? There's I would do the same for, for her. You can get a Groupon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Allison's free. I, I have asked my wife to massage something, but I do that as an absolute last resort because I don't want to inconvenience her. 
It's not an inconvenience. I'm sure your wife doesn't mind it. I get annoyed if she asks me to do it. That's why you think it's an inconvenience. Doesn't it hurt your fingers when you massage someone? Like, you gotta really... Uh-uh. It like bends your thumb back in a way it shouldn't go. No, TJ, you nah. drink more milk. I've been bowling for so long. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> I've been bowling for so long, my fingers are like steel. You got strong fingers? I have very strong fingers. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> but here, I'm happy to give Allison a massage if she needs one. Here's the audio. Oh, you're going to play it for real? Can, well, I heard a little bit of this. I'm disturbed by it already, but I know you that you're... You need to be disturbed. You're going to hate it. <laughs> I just have this feeling that you're oh, not going to like... so excited. So this is our producer, Kenny. I don't know why he recorded this, but this is what he sounds like when he's getting a massage from his girlfriend. Oh, yeah. That's it. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Ooh. <laughs> Hurt me, Allison. Hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Are you eating something? No. What is in your mouth? No, I I think my my face is pressed up against a pillow, so I'm like muffled, I think. That's what you're hearing. Oh. Oh. This is bothering me a little bit. There's there's nothing more attractive than a whiny man. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Something. You're getting something right right around there. Oh, yeah. Just jam your elbow right in there. Okay. Oh. Ah! Jaybo, she can't like <laughs> she this, can't. right? There's no way she likes this. <laughs> this is really bad. Oh, no, it's good. It's good, I promise. Ah! <laughs> like, this just feels like the beginning of Slob Man, who comes home and is like, massage me. No. Like, this is this is how it starts. You're like, oh, let me try it once. And then and his undershirt, you know? Yeah, you expect it every <laughs> All day. stained up and everything on the couch. She doesn't want to do this. <laughs> Oh, thank you for doing this. Of course. Oh. She said, of course, but in her mind, she was like, ah, get a group on next time. Is what she's thinking. I feel weird. I don't know what to do about it. What do I, I do with my feelings, Jabo? Uh, sometimes I do believe in expressing your feelings, but in this point, just go ahead and stuff them in real deep down, <laughs> deep, deep down, because I don't think it's going to change Kenny one bit. Uh, can, can we not do that again, Kenny? Uh, do you feel better at least? <laughs> oh, I, yeah, actually I do. She worked out several knots, but I think with her elbow now I have some bruising on my back. But <laughs> Deal with it. Be- better than what it was before for sure. Yeah, and I don't even know if that's the way you're supposed to fix your muscles, just like mashing them in. I, yeah. think, I think there's other... That's I think, a deep tissue massage right there. Does she have any experience with massage therapy? Not that I know of. I mean, that's a real skill that people study for. Oh, they for know sure. how the body works. You don't just chance that. I took biology. It's, it's a buildup of lactic acid in your muscles. You got to work that out. All right. Well, you guys keep working it out. And <laughs> I guess I don't need to know about it anymore. Authorities are warning parents with kids who have iPhones. It's kind of a surprising story. I actually think this goes for adults, too, because I'm creeped out by it. I didn't even realize this was turned on on my phone. Oh, yeah. It just did an update on its own overnight Mm -hmm. while I was sleeping. And next thing you know, I see this story making headlines. There's a new iOS feature on iPhones. It's called Name Drop. It's enabled by default. So as soon as this update happens, this thing gets turned on. You can place your iPhone next to another person's iPhone and it exchanges contact info. Do you have to approve it? Well, I tested it this morning. I first went to Kenny. 
Kenny clearly didn't do the update because he doesn't have the feature. You're a little behind there. Can yeah, you? it should have. Come yeah. on, iPhone. Well, what are you doing to me? Yeah, he's, yeah, you might want to keep it in the old... I, I want this feature. <laughs> go on. But then I go over to Camera Guy Josh, who always has every update. Like, he's mm-hmm. got updates that aren't even out yet. Right. Somehow. And you and I put our phones right next to each other. And next thing you know, I have Josh's information, everything that's in his contact card. He's got all of my information, home address, email. And so authorities are saying, well, if someone puts their phone next to your kid's phone and it's got this feature turned on, the information can just be swapped. And I felt invaded. I couldn't stop it. I was like, wait a minute. I don't want Josh to have my contact card. And I mean, you know Josh. I mean, there's nothing in there. I mean, right. It's just my, he has all my contact you information. Friends. But I wanted to be the one to approve it. And I couldn't even approve it. And so then Josh starts trying to send me videos because it was like our phones were linked. We were connected. How did you like being connected to me? I liked it. <laughs> I enjoyed that. And it was like a wave happened between my phone and his phone. And I turned it off. And he's still trying to send me videos and everything. I'm like, no, 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 guys, come on. I don't want to be invaded here. Well, thankfully, there's an off feature. I know for the longest, Android has a feature like this where if you tap the phones together, you can like share photos and all sorts of stuff. But is that a tap, though? Because we just got close to each other. We didn't even touch, and it connected us. Well, from what I don't own an Android, but from right. what I know about the feature on Android, you can just like bring the phones together, okay, and they can just go, doop. Once again, the PC has figured all this stuff out light years ago, mm-hmm. and Apple's just now saying, hey, look at this cool idea I've got. And we're all, <laughs> all of us iPhone users, whoa, that's so cool. I, mean, I eat it up. I just love <laughs> Apple because it's clean, man, and then Android isn't. That's just me, though. Well, if you want to disable the feature, you go to iPhone settings, general, airdrop, and then you shut off bringing devices together. They've just decided to add this feature to our phone. It's there, and it's connecting us. Now... Can we all use a little bit more connection? Sure. Of course. But do we want it so that someone can just put their phone next to our pocket and next thing you know, it's like, wait, I don't want it in this way. I want to connect, but not in this way. Yes, Producer Kenny. Well, I I read that the phones have to be unlocked. If they're locked, it doesn't work. But I also read that you were supposed to be able to accept or deny this. And your experiment, it just went through without any... Did you accept me, Josh? I did that's not. The way I it just it happened. Too. You have to accept or deny. So why, why would Apple lie about that? You well, had to accept or deny the video, but not the contact information. Yeah. It just swapped right away. Yeah, yeah, Kenny. So well, it's a little more dangerous than you. You think. want it now, still? Well, I'm well, I'm upset that Apple is being misleading here because they're quoted in the article saying that you have to accept mm-hmm. it, and that's well, not yeah. the case clearly. Well, maybe my phone's broken. Because that's you know, what I read, too. I got, I got an iPhone 11, I think. I'm living in a different era. Maybe you with, have no guardrails because you have an 11. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like my phone just drives off the highway. Maybe. I don't get to approve it. <laughs> right into the ditch. <laughs> and I brought Josh down with me. That's See, right. when you hang out with messed up things, it makes you messed up, that's Josh. That's what I get. This conversation just got real deep yep, real yep, quick. Yep. I actually don't understand how all this stuff works. I'm just saying, if you want to shut it off, there's how you do it. What an inspiring story this is. I want to share this with you about a guy who's known locally as Mr. Steve. This is coming out of Maryland. Mr. Steve came up with an idea for the hunger-free zone during the pandemic and is still helping people in his community. All these years later, Mr. Steve and his team cook and pack 200 meals for each trip and stop in several different communities. They all drive block by block, street by street, making sure everyone eats. People are saying it's such a blessing to the community. A member of another community that Mr. Steve's food truck stops in said, when they roll through, people know they have a hot meal, and that's a service to the community because if it didn't come, 
some people wouldn't eat. Mm. You know, sometimes hard to wrap our heads around that. You know, I know for me, I can take food for granted. Mm -hmm. I'm so thankful that I go to this grocery store and it's like, all right, well, let's fill up the cart. And even though prices are wildly expensive, I'm very thankful that I can afford food for my family. And, you know, I I think I had my biggest wake-up call when I was living in Boston and I would go to this homeless shelter called Boston Rescue Mission. It almost happened by accident. Like Mm -hmm. I wasn't even seeking it out, but it just so happened the radio station that I was working for had partnered with this homeless shelter. They've been there for like over a hundred years. And it was the first time I was ever in a setting like that, seeing people come in because they were hungry. And a hot meal totally can transform someone's day. And it's like, wow, that's all it takes. So, you know, as we're getting into the holidays and sometimes we're wondering like, wow, how can we help the planet? It might be as simple, maybe all the government stuff and the politics, maybe that's not the way to help the immediate needs that are happening in our communities. It might be knocking on that local homeless shelter that we've driven past a thousand times and saying, huh, I wonder what they need. You go in there. I will tell you firsthand, it changed my life seeing that for the first time. And I recommend to anyone who has not been in that space where people need food, like the bare minimum, they need food, seeing them and talking to them and doing life with them. It was one of the most beautiful gifts to me that I've ever had. Well, think about what kind of conversations you can have or what relationships can open when you share a meal with somebody. You know, when you go out with a friend to eat or a family member, just because you're having a meal together, you're sitting down, you're talking, it creates these conversations, you know? And so food oftentimes is that gateway to really get to know people. Absolutely, J-Bo. And You know, it's a reminder that we're these humble creatures who need to eat. It doesn't matter how rich or poor anyone may be. We all need food and we'll find something in common real fast. One thing I love about Mr. Steve, which I'm going to call him Mr. Free because he's just going around freely feeding people free food, is that he's not trying to change or save the world. He's focused on his community. And I think that when we do that, when we focus on our community, speaking to myself as well, not just to you, that creates a ripple effect. And then that goes into other communities. And then in that way, we can make a difference. Yeah. I mean, and, and he's been getting interviewed by different organizations. And here's a quote from Mr. Steve. He says, for me, it's invigorating. And actually it's part of my devotional service to the Lord. It means caring and sharing with other people. They might be having a bad day, but when they see the truck and we come up with a smile, it's a genuine happiness and they get a free meal and they know it's good. It's funny, fairly recently I met this guy and I just struck up a conversation with him and he's a fisherman. And I was like, oh, cool. You must eat a lot of fish. And he goes, no, no, no. He goes, I I don't eat the fish. I don't like the taste of fish. I just know how to Mm. catch them. And Mm. I fry them up for local communities and they love the fish. And he goes into all these communities, similar story to this. And he's cooking for people because he just feels called to do it. It's weird. It's like we go and we try to help other people and it comes back to actually helping us. There's been studies, proven studies, that when someone is feeling depressed, the best way to no longer feel depressed is to actually help others out. Yeah. There's, there's something about us that we are made to help each other. I, I'm with you, Jabo. So there's Mr. Steve doing his thing. This is the TJ Show, our news. It's brought to us by Kenneth, That's who <laughs> is a wonderful man. He reads through every story he can find, and then he brings us the most interesting ones. Kenny, what's happening on the planet today? Another reminder not to leave a bag of candy in the back seat of your car, especially if you're parked at the entrance to a hiking trail in Colorado. Uh oh. Mm. I, I think I know where this is going. Jay, well, I don't want to make any predictions, but I believe there's an unwanted passenger I in think this you're car. Right. I think you might be right, TJ. <laughs> what do you, who was it, Kenny? It was a bear, TJ. Oh, oh there you, go. you were right. Yep. This really is sounding like a news report. <laughs> the bear trapped itself inside a parked car in Littleton, 
Colorado, wildlife officials said the bear was attracted by a bag of peanut M&Ms. Oh. I, too, am attracted by a bag of yeah, peanut right. M&Ms. <laughs> I love those things. Yeah, I mean, we can feel them on that, right? <laughs> yeah. There's a video of a bear that climbs up uh, into someone's above-ground pool. He uses the ladder. He does a belly flop. (laughs) Nice. He climbs out over the side and then does it again. Oh, he knows what's up. It's hilarious. Bears are the comedians of nature. Can we realize this? They're funnier (laughs) than people. They're the funniest. I love them. Well, I don't know how funny this story wound up to the owner of this vehicle as wildlife officials did post videos of the officer letting the bear out of the car and then filmed inside the car where the seats were torn apart, mm. trash was spread everywhere, and yes, the bear left a smelly present behind. Yeah. Come on, mm. get a sense of humor. Chocolate-covered peanuts <laughs> can do that to you, you know? What can you say? Yep. Kenny, what else do you have? Merriam-Webster, makers of America's most trusted dictionary, has named its word of the year. Oh, what is it? Authentic. Be authentic. Be be authentic. It's about time. Isn't that a cheer? (laughs) Yeah, it is about time. I've been waiting for some authenticity in this very fake world. Uh, I think that's a good word. You're still going to get some fakeness, though. So, good luck with that. Well, it's funny you say that because... The word has seen a growing number of definition searches the past few years, but saw a substantial increase in 2023. Authentic is defined as not false or imitation, also true to one's own personality, spirit, or character. There is a lot of speculation as to why authentic was chosen as Miriam Webster's word of the year. It's because people are confused about what's true. Right. So many lies getting hammered at us every day. And it's like people are now Googling the word, looking up, what does it mean after all? So the dictionary referenced singers like Lainey Wilson, Sam Smith, and Taylor Swift, who have all talked publicly about finding their authentic self or their authentic voice. Also, in an age of artificial intelligence and deepfakes, to your point, TJ, the line between what's real and fake has become so blurred that what's authentic, in other words, has become truly powerful but the word itself has been part of like a lot of company brands even artists like you mentioned taylor mm-hmm. swift and sam smith it's become a brand being authentic mm. influencers use authentic as a brand so i'm not surprised that it's become the word of the year yeah well glad people are interested in finding what's authentic i think that's a good search yeah and hopefully you know as that search happens we're not deceived by all the madness that's mm. surrounding us every day because that's really dangerous Kenny, what else you got? We're learning about an incident that occurred at Louis Armstrong International Airport in New Orleans on Sunday when a man opened the emergency exit door of an airplane and then exited onto the plane's wing. What? Yeah, this was a Southwest flight that was still at the Skyway. Okay, the plane so was, it was not grounded. moving. It was oh. on the ground. <laughs> well, that's <Good>. not impressive. <laughs> According to the local sheriff's office, the man was apprehended on the tarmac and was transported to the hospital for evaluations. We don't know exactly why he needed to be hospitalized. We also don't know why he decided to do what he did. So far, no criminal charges have been made in connection with this incident, but the investigation has been referred to federal authorities. Mm. I've definitely thought about it. I mean, I J-Bo. didn't need a reason. I've thought about it. Come on. If you're sitting there and you're waiting to get off that plane and you've been on that plane for hours, bro, I'm like, it's two steps between me and this door. Yeah, okay. You I know? I, so I can lie. relate not about a plane. I would never do that because of the risk. But at a movie theater, you know there's that weird door that no one really knows where it goes? <laughs> I have wanted to walk through that and I have assumed it just goes outside. Yeah, but uh, I'm not saying I'm going to do it. I'm just saying I've thought about it. Yeah, it's impatience. Don't right? judge me for my, for being honest. No. I'm being authentic here. Yeah, okay. No, sorry. I'm, <laughs> it's it's who you are. Kenneth, <laughs> what else do you have? 
In other travel news, passengers on a P&O cruise that was supposed to make several stops at multiple ports in New Zealand are disappointed, to say the least, when their ship was turned away. So New Zealand has strict biosecurity laws, and the reason mm. the ship wasn't allowed to dock in New Zealand was because it had invasive species attached to its hull, the bottom of the ship. What species was it? Three juvenile mussels and one lace coral. Oh, come on. Who doesn't want extra mussels? Can't you, you, know, they, <laughs> Can't they you bring, just scrape it off and eat it? Have you ever, right. Have you ever ordered mussels? Is there ever enough in that little bowl <laughs> no, they give you? never. Come on. Yeah, Cook but em. these mussels are not native to this area and could cause problems for the ecosystem there. They're tasty. Who cares? If, <laughs> if, if they taste good, then it's, it's good news. Oh, great. Welcome. Hey, come on in. Kenny, what else do you have? As of this month... 38 members of Congress, including seven U.S. senators and 31 members of the House of Representatives, have announced that they will not seek re-election in 2024. Of that number, 13 of them are retiring or calling it quits altogether. The rest are seeking election in another office. This is the highest number of Congress members uh, deciding that they're not going through in over 10 years. Why would they do that when everything's going so well in the government? I don't understand. <laughs> we, we're just getting on a roll, weren't we? Everything... Like I said earlier, the water has dried up. It's time to move on. Yeah, I, I'm surprised to hear that. Well, according to a Politico report, many retiring lawmakers cited dysfunction and a lack oh. of efficiency in governing as reasons for leaving the roles. Well, yeah, I guess there is still some of that. And something we can agree <laughs> on. At least I agree with that. That's a good point, Jabo. Look at that. They're all they're in agreement. <laughs> they're in agreement. Whoa, that, we are making incredible progress. Kenny, thank you for keeping us somewhat informed. That's what's happening. <laughs> 